Hello and welcome to the Diz Unplugged Roundtable Discussion for November 21st, 2007. I'm your host, Pete Werner, and we are back in Orlando, joined today by Bob Varley, Julie Martin, Corey Martin, Kevin Close, and John Magi. Now, in addition to the news this week, we're going to tell you a little bit more about our trip to Disneyland and Southern California. Kevin Close is going to give us a review of the Hollywood Brown Derby at the Disney MGM Studios here in Orlando. And we are going to award a cruise to the winner of the Diz Unplugged scavenger hunt that we have been running for the last month and a half. So we're real, real excited about that. And with that, we're going to get ahead and just get started with the news. And the first news story uh, on the Diz this week that uh, got the most views was in regards to the Walk of Fame that's being built in Anaheim in front of the in front of and around uh, the Disneyland Resort. Uh, Walt Disney Star was the first one put down. And Bob, did we get pictures of that while we were out there? No, no, we didn't get out into we didn't get out and, uh, to see that. Um, so unfortunately, close. we were yeah. so close yet so far. We were all over the place, folks. We just had no time. Uh, we were on a real, real strict schedule uh, this past week, but we were out there. And uh, this is something they're going to start doing now. Uh, this is like the city of Anaheim is doing this. They're doing like their own Walk of Fame with all the people, I guess, that came from the Anaheim area uh, that were. Famous or popular, I think Carl's Jr., the, the guy who founded Carl's Jr.'s Oh, this uh, isn't just Disney. No, no, no. This is like Anaheim's well, doing Gwen this. Gwen Stefani should be there because she's from Anaheim, the lead singer of No Doubt. Uh, Gwen <laughs> Stefani is probably going to end up. I, I don't know how many other people, uh, how many famous people actually came from Anaheim. but Well, there's three. Um, there's at least three. <laughs> yeah, the, uh, the article does say that uh, Carl Ketcher of Carl, Carl's Jr. Burger Chain will get his star next month. And uh, the star, the ceremony was part of uh, Anaheim's 150th anniversary bash. Hmm. And uh, Walt Disney was the first star to go down. So, as he should be. As he should be, exactly. He, but he's he not put from An- Anaheim. Well, he put Anaheim on the map. That's true. Uh, Anaheim, I think, would just be you know pretty much like Orlando. We'd be orange groves <laughs> if, uh, <laughs> if, uh, if it wasn't for Disney. Another story that's uh, getting... Uh, very popular. We talked about this last week. It continues to be popular this week. Is uh, Universal's decision to add Blue Man Group to their repertoire? Uh, it's the the we have two stories on the news area right now. Both of them actually were the most popular. Uh, two of the most popular stories uh, this uh, this week. I was kind of surprised, but I mean, I, I I wasn't sure how many people really knew about Blue Man Group and what they are. That's a it's a act that is very popular out in Vegas. And uh, has had a long, a long-running show, long-running, long-running series of shows out in Vegas, and recently has been. They were on the Emmys uh, last uh, last month of the month. When were, when were the Emmys? I don't know. Okay. Sometime this year. I'm looking at you naturally. <laughs> <laughs> I naturally look at you, Kevin. I don't know. When were the Emmys? <laughs> but I'm also not a fan of the Blue Man Group. Okay. It's kind of like River Dance. It's a one-trick pony, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> yeah, he's not a River Dance person. <laughs> well, it's just a one-trick pony. The Blue Man Group is just creepy. Well, see, I, well I feel that way about Cirque. I think Cirque is full of scary clowns. So exactly. You know, that's why I, you know, John dragged me to see Cirque out in Las Vegas, and it was two and a half hours of my life. I'm never getting back. I realize I'm probably the only person on the planet. That feels that way. But it about ended it, but with a giant snail. Yeah, well, you know, you I'm that? sorry. A giant inflatable I snail. Am, I am wholeheartedly American and I find performance art boring. Okay? Well, you would hate Blue Man Group. I was just going to say, they bang on drums with paint on them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't say I was much more excited about Blue Man Group. I just. Uh, I used to teach kindergarten, they do the same thing. <laughs> And now another story, it's actually, it's not on the Diz, but I did want to bring it up and talk about it because I read it in the Orlando Sentinel uh, last week, is uh, Disney's decision to go ahead and uh, begin outsourcing their, the Bellman at the resorts. The, the, uh, oh, not Disney, huh? Disney uh, outsourcing? Yeah, I know. What a, sh- what a shock. <laughs> what a shock. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I just, Why? Can anybody can anybody figure out other than it's well it's obviously financial it's the fir- it's but it's the, these the are the first person these are the first people you come in touch with right when you arrive at a Disney resort and they're why I, I, they I pretty know. much begin your experience exactly exactly now this is the same company that's running Disney's Magical Express oh now I'm all awash in in good feelings that this will work well. Uh, you know, Magical Express has been has been at best a mixed bag 
in terms of customer service, in terms of guest service. So, you know, you, you, know, you provide a, a mediocre product, and we're going to reward you by letting you be the first – letting your employees be the first people our guests see. Where, where are their heads? We're going to lose your bags from beginning to end. You know, <laughs> where exactly – I just want somebody to point out to me where is, where is that element of Disney guest service that used to be there 10 years ago. I see it in spades out in Anaheim. And I, I come out here, and it's just getting worse and worse. And I was really hoping, with somebody new at the helm, and I've said this a couple times already, I'm going to say it again, with somebody new at the helm at Walt Disney World, I was really hoping that some of this nonsense was going to stop, but apparently it's not. Apparently it's just going to get worse, because we've got another stuffed shirt, a desk-bound paper pusher, who apparently can't think her way past the bottom line, and this is what she's going to start doing, and she's going to keep routing the guest service at these parks and in these resorts until it's nothing more than a Motel 6. And this is what we're seeing, and you know, it's really just a crying shame. I, I read that while I was out in Anaheim, and I'm like, what is wrong with these people? How many people are, they're not losing their jobs, they're just being displaced, right? Well, they're being, it's not, the fact, it's not even the fact that they're, oh, they're, they're, they're displacing these people, that's bad enough. They're, they're violating a union contract, most likely, and I hope the union takes them out for a walk, on that, and they're 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 outsourcing their legacy again. You know, this would make Walt spin in his grave. This would make Walt spin in his grave. I just think they have. I think they've got it backwards. I don't like the way they run it. You know, when I go out to Disneyland and I see how those parks are run, and I see how those cast members are, and I see how those resorts are run, and I and I see what we do out here. It's obvious they know they're going to get the volume here. The passion is gone. It is all about the bottom line, and that's it. Take a look at how they decorate these parks for Christmas out in Orlando, and then go take a look at the, how those parks are decorated out in Anaheim. Go see what they do for Christmas. You, your head would explode. We had fake snow during yeah. the fireworks show. It was really cool. <laughs> well, yeah, you have you have great decorations all over the park. You have they take two classic attractions, Haunted Mansion and Small World, and completely redo them for the holidays. There's so much attention paid to the details in that park for Christmas, it's unbelievable. You come out to the Magic Kingdom, you're lucky if Main Street is decorated. So, I'm sorry, but that, I just keep reading these stories, and I keep seeing it getting worse and worse, and I don't see anybody else saying anything about it. I feel like a man screaming here in the dock, but um, uh, I, I don't know what, you know, I just got to say what I think, so. That's uh, that's what's in the news. Hey, <laughs> um, okay. I'm sorry, folks. You, you, you also got to forgive me. I'm jet lagged. Boy, we took a we took a red eye back, and this is a nice segue into California because what an amazing trip. Wait, I have something to add. Oh wait, wait. That's right. Kevin does have something to add to the news. A couple of weeks ago, we talked about the fire at Gatorland. It's been on the news here in Orlando. Gatorland is going to open up again in about two weeks. And I just have to tell you what they're doing. I'm really, really proud of these folks. First of all, they're taking a classic Florida attraction and they're reopening it. And on top of that, as a way of saying thank you for the support over the years, all of the proceeds from the first day that the park is open is going to be donated to one of the local hospitals, Children's Burn Unit. Wow. That's awesome. I Isn't have that great? to Yeah. I have to ask you, if you're in the Orlando area and you think you can stop by... Um, if you think you want to make a donation, I apologize that I don't have the contact information for Gator. We now. will get it, though. We'll see if they're, if, they are, if they're accepting donations. We're going to make sure we get that and we put it up on the site. I just yeah. think what they're doing is admirable. That's a great for thing. Sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm and gonna go what does screaming day. in the duck mean? Screaming dark. in the dark. Oh. What was my accent? Yeah, when I get upset, I'm sorry. When I when I get upset, my New York comes out and I start dropping my R's. Quack! He's screaming in the dark. Screaming in the dark. <laughs> but that uh, I do want to talk some. I want to spend a little bit of time. I know people are patiently going to wait or fast forward to uh, hear one. Uh, and I and I know I've got it sitting in front of me. But uh, I do want to spend some time talking about California because every time I come back from California, I'm just more and more convinced that it's where I want to live. Not that I don't love Orlando, I do, but just, I don't know. I, California and I seem to get along well together. Um, we went, we were all over the place. I did not nearly enough time did we spend in Disneyland this trip because we were going all over Southern California. And if you were listening last week, uh, you met Ms. Julie Martin, which is, who is Corey's wife. And uh, Julie was or is our on-camera personality for an upcoming, uh, the upcoming contest we're going to be doing starting January 1st, the Dreams Unlimited Travel Video Trivia Challenge. 
and uh, that we were filming for that all over Southern California. And uh, had to say that tongue twister every day. And she had to <laughs> not, not only did she had to say that tongue twister every day, she had to say it multiple times because we kept doing more and more takes. Yeah. <laughs> Do it again, Julie. But we have some great we have some great bloopers, and uh, the bloopers from that. Uh, We'll uh, we'll go up at some point, but uh, we have some. We just got. We were in, we were all over the place. We were in San Diego, obviously last week. That's where we were, the Hotel Del Coronado, which you could just bury me there. That place is is stunning. That's stunning. That ocean view. That and it's that big Victoria. It does like walking down the, the hallways in that place though was kind of like. Uh, what I say it was like the shining. It reminded yeah. me of yeah, the shining. The very wide, wide it's hallways. Those wide yeah. old hallways. That, I mean, you, know. you can fit like five people and walk on a straight line. Yeah, exactly. And and the rooms, you know, were obviously. I mean, it's a very old resort. And but it, we, you know, we were we were down there and all over San Diego. Um, we Huntington were, Beach. Huntington Beach. We spent uh, we spent some time shooting Newport, in Huntington which Beach. Was also very Laguna beautiful. Beach. Well, Newport Beach. We had trouble getting Peter out of Newport Beach. Well, I <laughs> we gotta found tell a you, section in there. You know, we we have we had Balboa to fill Island. Balboa Island. We had to fill. We had to fill. Uh, we we were actually doing twenty three uh, twenty three video trivia challenges. So I had to find twenty three locations that I thought best best captured Southern California, and I wanted to do one from Newport Beach. Because, uh, you know, there's Laguna Beach and then Huntington Beach and Newport's right in the middle going down the Pacific Coast Highway. And we turned and happened to stumble across, because I didn't know it was there, I'd never heard of it before, Balboa Island. Now, for those of you who are from the Northeast or possibly from the New Jersey area, you might be familiar with my hometown, which is Ocean Grove, New Jersey, which is right next to Asbury Park, which everybody knows from Bruce Springsteen. And Ocean Grove is just like this really quaint, small seaside Victorian turn of the century type community and Balboa Island just I don't know it, it just reminded me so much of, of my hometown these really quaint shops with the little cafes nothing pretentious for all the money all the stinking money that is in Newport Beach these little bungalows that are selling for like eight million dollars but there was no attitude. It was so I don't know. It was like it was like a page at a time. And great shops, great shops, great that restaurant, the Chow Chow Chow. Yeah. Uh, chow. It was, <laughs> that um, was very reasonably priced. I was surprised. Yeah, it was. It was you know, it was a lot of great little restaurants like that that didn't seem overly expensive. Great shops and nothing chumpy, nothing cheesy. It was really cute. Mm -hmm. And of course, uh, you know, you go down to the beach in Newport. And just the views of, of, of the harbor, the marina. And, oh, my Lord, it was just... And then you've got Catalina Island in the uh, uh, out in the distance. It's just it's, We watched the sunset. We were there for the sunset that day. It was the day we were flying home. It was Saturday. Yep. Um, we were finishing up some stuff, and we had the red eye. We were taking the red eye out of LAX back to Orlando, which I will never do again. We and, also I will, and I will just have to reiterate... So help me God, if it is the <laughs> oh, only airline comes. in existence, I will never fly on Delta again. Those are the scariest. Scare. I'm a bad flyer as it is. Those planes are just downright scary. They are downright scary. I was hoping the one coming back was going to be newer than the one going out, but going to the bathroom. Sure enough, there was the ashtray. Yeah. I'm like, okay, nope. This hasn't been. This wasn't built. This wasn't built when Reagan was since before Reagan was president. So, you know, I'm, I'm sorry. JetBlue, JetBlue, all the way. But uh, we also went to Venice Beach, Venice Beach, Santa Monica, and all of these places can be booked as part of the yes. South Southern California. Well, right, this is all this is all going to experience, gonna be, right? Exactly, exactly. These are we we pick places that you could easily get to, like the Surf and Sand in Laguna. Mm -hmm. Well, we pick places you could easily get to if you were doing the um, uh, the Southern the Disneyland Southern California Magic Package, because there are certain hotels that are attached to that. And I wanted to pick locations that you know you just easy to get to, whether it was into Hollywood. Or all of these things were less than the longest drive was uh, San Diego at an hour and a half, and that really wasn't bad because the traffic was was nothing. It was nothing. It was really nothing. And, and that, there was so much down there to see. It was oh, yes. unbelievable. Well, I the never traffic to it. San Diego was nothing. The traffic around oh, Hollywood, LA Hollywood was, was ridiculous. <laughs> but actually, you bring up a good point that I want to mention in terms of of how much there was to see in San Diego. I've been to San Diego a couple of times. And unfortunately, only on trips kind of like this, where I kind of blow in and blow out. So I really am not professing to be any kind of expert on San Diego. But within about an hour of, of walking around and finding locations to shoot, and let me tell you, the people in San Diego were very accommodating. 
yes. letting us set our cameras up and our tripods and everything else. And what a um, clean city it was. And, mm-hmm. and and it just you realize though as you're walking around, wow, I could really I could really use two or three more days here. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and that was just from a perspective of what I could take video of and what we what kind of stuff we could get for the site. So I, I on a on a vacation. And from what I understand right now, San Diego is the most popular add-on by far for uh, the Southern California Magic as Packages. As it should be. Yeah. As it should I be. I mean, you exactly. got SeaWorld, you got the, the zoo, San Diego yeah, Zoo. Yeah, that's one thing I wish we could have experienced because you always hear about the San Diego Zoo. I know. Well, every time we go out there, I always say I could really use another week. Yeah. <laughs> and you got Legoland down there. It's, it's wonderful. Yeah, because you can, I mean, Disneyland itself, safely, three days, maybe four if you're taking your time. But... The other, you know, the, the other things there are to do in terms of, you know, whether it's out in Laguna Beach, Huntington Beach, Hollywood, San Diego, any of those areas that all uh, are all part of the Southern California Magic Package. And I don't want to sound like I'm shilling for it because we really did have a great time out there. But it was um, all these things were easy to reach. So we're going to have a, a whole bunch of really, really neat stuff uh, starting January 1st from 23 different locations, including, I might add, inside Disneyland. We did eight segments. Yeah, inside with their with their help, uh, which they were magnificent, but then they always are. And uh, we did we filmed eight segments inside uh, Disneyland and California Adventure. Mm-hmm. And they wouldn't even let me buy they wouldn't even let me buy them lunch. They they insisted no. on buying our lunch <laughs> for us. Which I'm like, you're doing me a favor, and you won't let me buy you lunch. But that's the kind of folks they are out there. They were great to us. So we really had a great trip. And Miss Julie, let me tell you, she she did a, an amazing job. Her first time ever doing something like this, and you would have thought this was old hat. Yeah. She hit this like a pro. <laughs> like a star. And, and she, was, she was awesome. I'm Thank really you. looking forward to you guys uh, all getting a chance to see Mrs. Martin. <laughs> and, uh, and especially some of the outtakes we have. We had some, we had some funny stuff. Mrs. Mrs. Martin likes to sing. <laughs> <laughs> Even though that you guys may not enjoy it. <laughs> Mrs. Martin has a song in her heart, and she is not afraid to use it. What like, she lacks in talent, she makes up for in volume. <laughs> <laughs> it's Diz Idol. You will not be seeing me on American Idol. Diz <laughs> <laughs> Idol. No, we had, a, we had a really, really good time, though. We had a really good time. I just hated that flight home. Oh, my Lord. Those seats were so uncomfortable. At least they would recline this time. Our flight in, the oh, seats fl- did not recline because we were right in front of the emergency. Exactly, <laughs> and they wouldn't. <laughs> that was the worst because by the time you get off that flight, you're like contorted. Your back is like perfectly straight, and you're afraid if you bend over, you're going to break in half. But uh, no, it was it was great. We had a good time. We oh, Pete, did we tell you we went to the Vault Twenty Eight store, the new one that opened up oh, at yeah. Downtown? No, Disney? you didn't mention that. Oh yeah, yeah. we get I saw it. I there. didn't go in though. It's a beautiful store. Beautiful items. You know, clothing. You know, T-shirts, jeans, even intimate wear for women. But um, a pair of ladies' underwear were thirty-six dollars. <laughs> <laughs> pricey. And, really and let pricey. me guess what your husband's answer to that was. <laughs> oh no, I. Let's said, go eat somewhere. How much money for underwear? <laughs> yeah, let's go get some oyster shooters. Yeah, I, I, uh, I, I've heard that it's a, uh, a fairly, it's a fairly expensive store, and I saw it as we were going, we were going through downtown Disney, and I didn't stop in. But the real reason I wanted to go in is because I liked the bag. <laughs> so how much did you have to spend in there to get the bag? I didn't buy you, anything. She was afraid to. She's like, no, no, can't do $280 it. Two hundred and eighty dollars pair of jeans. Oh my gosh, it was just insane. That's insane. Is right. I mean, two hundred. Well, I mean, and you, you can see that. I mean, we saw that in some places. You stopped in a couple stores in, in Huntington Beach and, right. and Laguna that were that Just were priced like that, and that's what they're trying to draw in. From what I remember reading in the article, I think we covered it a few weeks ago, that uh, they were opening that store to try and draw in those locals from Orange County and get some of that some of that stupid money. But if most <laughs> of you women there. are like me, you go straight to the sale bin and you save, you know, yeah. on those expensive items. And you found some gr- in Huntington Beach, you found some oh, yes. some I, great I stuff. I saved $405. She was so proud <laughs> of herself. <laughs> I only spent like I think 95. See, I saved over a thousand dollars by not buying a bracelet for Diana. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you see, uh, that'll cost you later on. Know, you know really, where? Yeah, you know. I know. You better tell her to fast forward this thing. Yeah, really, you better make sure she doesn't listen to this week's episode. <laughs> delete, delete, delete. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> but we did get pictures in the vault too that we're gonna have up on this. Now, is everything in that store Disney themed? Oh yes, one? everything is. Well, except for the jeans I saw, they were they had Florida Lee on the pockets, and that's why I liked them. You know, being from Louisiana, but it's not um, bright, bright. Disney. Disney. It's more vintage tees with they had like a pirate mini one, a pirate Mickey one, um, you know, 
just some not theme park cartoon right exactly no. right more like it's very, it's very more discreet stylish. very subtle more stylish, exactly yeah oh, okay exactly and uh, I also had an opportunity. I, I never pass on the opportunity when I'm out there to go eat over at uh, the Napa Rose. Walter and I had celebrated our, our five-year anniversary earlier in the month, and I thought that would be a cool place to, uh, to have our anniversary dinner. And they just, they've never disappointed me, and they didn't. I'm not going to give a review because I don't remember what I had. I know I had a steak, but if you ask me for all the details, I'm not like Kevin. I'm not like Kevin. I'm pretty much food good. So um, <laughs> I just, it's just to play, and, and you know, and, and it yeah, just. But are you willing to pay me to come here and say food good? <laughs> food good, wine cold. <laughs> I, but I, because you know, I can. I have to, I have to say though that the, um, you know, I, for those of you, and I know there are a number of you out there that have by now, I'm sure, either heard or read my, my Gay Days article or my article pretty much bashing gay days and i mentioned in that that you know my partner and i have eaten and done things all over disney world and have never had a problem and feel no need to go marching around announcing our our sexuality in order to get disney to recognize us they've always treated us the same way they've treated every other guest the way it should be and it just you know when i went in i i I made the reservation i said it was for an anniversary and they just didn't bat an eyelash when there were two guys sitting at that table and and we got a lovely dessert on the house uh, because of it. And it was just, you know, they were, it, it just, that's what I love. It, you know, it's one thing, Disney, thank God, so far, I mean, if they keep outsourcing their help, this is going to change. Sorry to go back to that. But, you know, one thing that Disney has always done right has been in that regard. And uh, some of the best restaurants I've ever eaten in, in in the world have been have been on Disney property. And that certainly has got to be very, very close to the top. I know uh, it just won... The Napa Rose just won, I think, for either fourth or fifth year in a row. Uh, Zagat's Guide gave them uh, best restaurant in Orange County. And when you think that Orange County wow. includes Los Angeles and yeah. all the restaurants that are in Los Angeles and Hollywood, then you kind of get an idea of just how good Napa Rose really is. Yeah, and they look after that rating, too. And you pay for it. You pay for it. You should expect a minimum of $125 a plate for dinner uh, in terms, I mean, for a full meal. Um, not just for your your. That's dinner. like wine pairing and everything. Well, yeah, if you're doing the wine pairings, yeah, in that in that range, in that range, and even if you're not doing the wine pairings, you're still looking at you know an a la carte entree of forty fifty dollars. Yeah. So, it's not an it's not an inexpensive night, but you certainly get everything that you pay for, and of course the service was. I mean, all the uh, all the waiters in there are are sommeliers, which are wine experts. I had to learn that. But, not uh, people from Somalia. No, not so, not Somalians, Somaliers, and uh, you know it was. So it's a very it's a very well staffed restaurant, and I think they said sixteen thousand sixteen thousand bottles of wine in their in their wine cellar, which just is mind blowing to me. So, but while we're on the subject of restaurants, I think that'll be a good segue to throw it over to Kevin Close, and let's hear what he has to say about his dinner at the Hollywood Brown Derby. Food good. <laughs> Excellent. Moving on. All Moving right. on. Let's get to the contest. Excellent. And the winner is. <laughs> the winner is. <laughs> all right. First of all, I, I want to preface this by saying I've been hearing a lot of chit chat about people being upset about the Disney dining plan ruining everything. Uh, that you can never get an advanced dining reservation to eat in any of the better restaurants at Disney. Well, I have to tell you, Friday afternoon, we were sitting around. Our neighborhood had a yard sale, so we participated and didn't feel like cooking dinner, so we decided let's do something fun. We hadn't seen the Osborne lights yet, so we decided let's go to MGM and see the the lights. And I thought, well, where can we eat in MGM? And I didn't want fast food. I also knew I was going to be getting there towards the end of the day, so I called Disney Dining. And I said, I'm looking for a table for five at the Brown Derby tonight. Is that possible? Now, this was at 4.30 in the afternoon, and... I don't remember what her name was, but she said to me, do you want 6.10 or 6.30? Hmm. So I thought, let's go at 6.10. Now, again, this is with an hour and a half advance notice. So I, I don't understand the the whole thing about I can never get in anywhere. So I think, you know, if you give it a shot, be a little flexible, you shouldn't have any problem finding a place to eat. No, please don't. And that's really, And that is saying something on a Saturday coming up on a holiday. Right. Well, it was Holiday. Friday, but, it, but I don't. Please don't write to me and tell me you want me to help you find uh, reservations for Thanksgiving Day. <laughs> I had a, a client write to me recently who wanted to eat at Cinderella's Royal Table for breakfast on Thanksgiving morning. 
That ain't gonna happen. Yeah, I explained to her that she was a little optimistic. Uh, getting back to the Brown Derby. First of all, I have to tell you, I think it's probably Disney's finest restaurant inside of a park. I'm going to get letters from those people who like the Epcot restaurants. And again, please understand that this is my opinion. But I think this is a classy, elegant atmosphere. I think the service is top-notch. And I think it's it's got a very adult atmosphere to it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. It's I agree. decorated for the holidays. The, hol- the decorations are classic Christmas. Greens, white lights, red bows, everything you expect Christmas to be. This is not theme park decoration. This is just classy, elegant dining. From the very first greeting by the host at the stand, uh, it's an older group of people working at the Brown Derby also. They also seem to uh, be really concerned about your comfort. I noticed that too. Yeah. I was just, it, it's, it's, you walk out of the theme park atmosphere and into, it's elegant. Yes. And again, we were wearing shorts and sweatshirts. Uh, it was kind of chilly Friday night here in Orlando. And again, I'm not looking for sympathy. I realize that the rest of you are freezing, but <laughs> it was about 50 here. And we consider yeah, people that. People are, our people are now like clenching their fists. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Setting fire to their computers. Uh, but it was a, a beautiful night. We, um, there were five of us for dinner and we, just had an elegant, elegant meal. I, it was very fall-like here in Orlando. And their menu reflects that. Their, re- their menus are seasonal. I had something called the roasted pork rib chop with smoked cheese fondue, braised mm. red cabbage, cider lingonberry relish, uh. and drizzled with pan juices. Okay, I haven't eaten. <laughs> <laughs> I have really to tell cool. you, really I'm a huge fan of Jico. This is every bit as good as Jico. I cannot tell you how good this meal was. From the way it was served to the presentation of the meal, it was spectacular food. Mm. And again, you you just talked about the Napa Rose being pricey. The The price on this was uh, $23.29. So this is not a bargain meal by any stretch. This is fine dining. Uh, John had the char-grilled filet mignon with crushed uh, potatoes and shiitake confit. And I have to tell you, that was awesome also. Now, the pork chop was a standout. But both meals were spectacular. We uh, got the... the Cobb salad. The, I'm sorry, thank you. I completely went blank there. We got the Cobb sp- salad and split it. And we had a bowl of the mulligatawny soup, which is mulligatawny with Granny Smith apples and autumn spiced creme fraiche. I have a question. What's mulligatawny? It's like a chicken curry soup. It's a cream soup. Boma, if you've ever been to Boma. Oh, Boma yeah. is famous for their mulligatawny soup. Okay. It's a classic recipe. Absolutely, yeah, perfect. It had a little bit of a tartness to it with the apple. The check, now we use the Disney Dining uh, Experience, which is the discount card you can use. And for the two of us, with a couple of Diet Cokes, uh, the two appetizers, and our entree, came to just about $60. Well worth uh, it. I, 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 it was. You can't beat that with a stick. That's with a 15% discount? That's. I think it's 20%, 20%. with the Diet Cokes. 20%. Wow. Now I have to tell you. This was a spur-of-the-moment thing. If we had gone out to almost any restaurant in Florida, we would have spent $60 for dinner. Oh, we could have gone out back and spent 60 bucks. This was a wonderful experience. And I have to tell you, if you're thinking about going, I would not... This is not the kind of restaurant, if you've got small children, this is not the color-on-the-tables kind of restaurant. This is an elegant dining experience. And I think if you're looking for... Something where your kids can have a good time. There are restaurants in the park that uh, avail themselves to that atmosphere. You know, Sci-Fi Diner yeah, is great for that. I was just thinking that. that. <laughs> Mama Melrose is very family-oriented. This is a very adult place as yeah. far as I'm concerned. Now, we went with um, a two-and-a-half-year-old boy. And he's not a big eater, and he's not a fancy eater. And they asked for noodles with butter. Didn't bat an eye, brought it out to him, a big bowl of food. Of course, he couldn't finish it for, uh, I think it was two ninety nine. they charged him for this. So mm. they cool. will you know, make stuff for the kids. They'll make sure the kids are satisfied. That's something else I'm hearing all the time, that they've changed the kids' menus 
they've dumbed down to the kids' venue. Well, they asked they asked us what he wanted in the restaurant. So I understand if you're on the dining plan where you have to make certain choices that that might be a problem. But if you're just bringing your kids in to eat, be honest with them. Yeah. They asked us. What will he eat? Well, on the bottom of every menu, it says we're willing to accommodate any special needs as far as dietary or allergies. So, you know, be willing to, to voice your, you know, what you need. I think if you just talk to people. Exactly. Uh, you know, the, 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 our waiter came over and said to me, I told him what I wanted, and I thought, this, I thought it sounded delicious just the way it is. Now, this is not something that I would normally order. I don't, mm-hmm. I'm not a big fan of pork chops. And he said to me, if you're not interested in this, I could do this. If you're not interested in that, I could do that. And I said, no, I want this exactly as it's stated here. I think it sounds wonderful. But they, were, they couldn't have been nicer about how we told them that we were going to split the salad. They came to the table and did that for us. Wow. I love that. I mean, that's a great point. Ask. I mean, that goes to the point where one of the sayings I said out in California they can't hit you. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was the line for the whole that trip. That was the line for the trip because I would say to Bob, you know, um, we, you know, I, I don't think we're going to be able to film over there. And he's like, I'll go ask. They can't hit me. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, I think that's true. And I think if you're a little bit polite, I think, you know. You're more willing to help. Exactly. I would recommend this strongly. Again, this is not the kind of thing I would recommend for rush in, rush out. Let's do this before we get on space or Tower of Terror. This is a dining experience, and I think if you're looking for that, this is the place to go. Yeah, and the wait staff, like you said, I mean, they really take pride in the food they serve there. Right. You know? We were just talking about this before we started, and you said something about the fact that they take their legacy very seriously. Yeah. We were talking about that when we were in Hollywood. In Hollywood, exactly. And it's the only one that's out there. And they well, the only one in the U.S. There is the one US. in uh, there is one in Disneyland Paris, I believe. They did open one in Disneyland Paris, but they they hold on to the tradition. They have all the pictures on the walls, and especially since the original is gone. Exactly, yeah. and they you know I remember the last time I ate there, um, you know, g- giving me the spiel. The woman, the woman, the wait, or server had said to me that, you know, they take that legacy very, very seriously, and they run that place and they prepare their food and everything to the specifications of the original. Mm. Yep. So you are when you're eating your Cobb salad, you're eating the same Cobb salad that Cary Grant ate. And isn't that what they're known for? Exactly. Yeah. That's oh, what they're famous it. for. That's what I reward myself. If I'm working at home and I get the feeling I need to go to the theme park and reward myself, <laughs> I go to the Brown Derby <laughs> at lunchtime and get a Cobb salad. That's menu, my biggest treat. The other thing I like about this is the menu is not dumbed down. This is not... Right. Chicken fingers. They don't right. do. They don't do sandwiches either. Right. This is an elegant menu, and that's not by mistake. Of course. Yeah, right? I know. Right. Right. We talked to them about that. This is not dumbed down theme park food. Nope. And I think that's great. Yep. I think you're right. It's just I, I th- I'm very high on this. There are certain places that I think do a really good job, and you've got to know that I'm I try and be as honest as possible. Oh yeah. And if they do good, I have to that. tell you they do good. If they do bad, yeah. they do bad. But this was this is done well. Well, I know Corey and I totally agree with you because we've eaten there, and that was during the late summer, so the menu was a little different. But we had the same kind of experience that you had. It was excellent. And again, uh, just to reiterate what Julie said, I just talked about this. I don't know an uh, end date for this. The, the, the menu that they have out now is a very fall-oriented menu. Right. Things yeah. are a little heavier. Well, I know during the summer they had halibut, which is my favorite fish, and it was, of course, to die for. Well, you, should try <laughs> the hal- you should try the halibut at Gico. Oh, but that's Peter? another day. <laughs> Peter? Yes. Make Kevin read the rest of the menu, please. Oh, he no, he doesn't. It sounds so good. <laughs> Just quickly, uh, there was a sesame-seared ahi tuna with honey-gingered spaghetti squash, oh. pan-roasted duck breast with duck sausage. Stop, stop. A, well, you asked for this. <laughs> a Thai noodle bowl, a pan-fried grouper on balsamic roasted asparagus. Oh, my God. Citrus-glazed rotisserie chicken and garlic. Or I'm sorry, grilled Atlantic salmon. I don't have my glasses on. Grilled Atlantic salmon on creamy polenta. Now, again, this is a very – this is not someplace where you're going to go in and get a grilled cheese sandwich and right. a bowl of tomato soup. And you can save some money at lunchtime, too. Right. Again, they do have a menu like this at lunchtime with smaller portions and things like that, but – I think if you're looking for someplace really nice to go, this is a nice place. This is a nice choice. We have the prices on the Diz if you want to check it out. Maybe a nice place. That was one I recently did, so. Maybe a nice place to to propose. (laughs) Yeah. Do you guys have this? Oh, we should. Yeah, we should mention. I think like two weeks ago. We should uh, should mention that uh, 
Ms. Julie uh, does all the dining or the menu updates on the Days in the Days dining area. So don't, area. don't scream at me if something's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> she's good. And I she's have to good. take one more second before you move on to the, what everybody's really waiting I know. for. I, I'm sitting here waiting to do it myself. Something entirely different. If you're still interested in Adventure by Disney... There's only about a week left for the early booking discount. It ends on December 2nd. Yeah. If I get lots of requests on December 1st, I'm going to have a hard time fulfilling them all. So if you're interested in booking your adventure by Disney. Yeah. And we also, we also have to apologize to everyone because, uh, because of our podcast, or at least in part because of our podcast and John and Kevin's outstanding uh, description of the Viva Italia tour. They have pulled the early booking discount. For the Viva Italia, because it so many people, out. so many people were calling in. We got a, apparently a lot of you guys called in and uh, and booked. Uh, it wouldn't have killed you to book through dreams, but okay, I understand. <laughs> um, and uh, but as a result, as a result, uh, some people did, some people did, and that's uh, that's cool. You know, that's how it's going to go. But uh, I just think it's funny that uh, you know, in, at least in, in some measure, I'm, I'm not going to take. We, I don't think we take full responsibility for it. But we certainly pushed a number of people, I think, to uh, make some phone calls and and uh, buy the book those packages and and good because it's a good package and, and it not deserves only, to do well. Not only is the early booking discount gone, it's my understanding that several of the dates have filled. Yeah, that's pretty impressive. That's very impressive. And for those of you who have booked through Dreams Unlimited Travel, we are sending out surprises to those of you who have booked through us. So check your mail for your surprises. Should show up any time now. Cool. <laughs> Oh, I, well, I, I'm wondering what that is. Okay, that's I know cool. it sounds exciting. Once to me we too. turn the microwave <laughs> microwaves, once we turn the microphones off, I'll tell you what they are. All right, cool. And with that, we are getting to the the point I have been waiting for patiently all week. I've been so excited about doing this. Uh, we are going to award the four night cruise on board the Disney Magic, courtesy or Disney Wonder, excuse me, courtesy Dreams Unlimited Travel to. Uh, did I win? No, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry you were disqualified. Uh, the uh, now, now, folks, I'm, uh, we are going to go ahead and give the answers. I'm going to go ahead and announce the winner first. Uh, but I, I do want to say that I, I was very, uh, I was very kind in grading these, and I also want you all to appreciate that jet lagged, exhausted. I spent most of the day yesterday going through the nearly 1,000 responses that wow, we received. God. And just mit- focusing on anything I, yesterday. Yeah, it I, took me yesterday and today. I had <laughs> trouble focusing. That's why we didn't start recording today until much later than usual, because I needed more time to finish going through these. But I did go through each and every one of them. And uh, any place where I think our, our question was uh, unfairly vague, I have gone ahead and considered that. And I expanded the number of correct answers on a few of the questions so that uh, it's as fair as I could possibly make it. I also want to point out that uh, some of you had trouble finding the bonus question, and I did mention that the bonus question was not going to be an easy one to find, that uh, it took a few levels of of, of effort in order to locate it, and it was, of course, located on Diz Radio in the uh, songs from yesteryear, the old Disney songs. But what a lot of people missed in going to the Diz Radio main page and figuring out that that plays at 7 p.m. each night, they did not recognize or notice 7 p.m. Eastern time, not other time zones. So those who figured that out, including the gentleman who won, who got all the questions correct, and the bonus question. And there were a number of people who got the bonus question. So, Do you have a drum roll we can insert uh, into this? I'm not going no. to insert a drum roll. <laughs> I, can do, I can do a drum roll. Maybe we're a, just, a blue man group uh, drum roll. <laughs> <laughs> we're just going to go ahead and say that uh, Richard Gillespie of Bra- yeah. Brandon, yeah. Congratulations. Florida is the winner of Brandon, Florida. He is the winner. He got uh, all the questions correct, and he got the bonus question correct. And uh, he's so, from Florida. <laughs> he is, in fact, from Florida. Wow. wow! We should go to his house, like Ed McMahon. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> somehow, somehow, I think that would just send the creep factor like way, <laughs> way <laughs> off the off the chart. Um, Save wow. that for the future. That's really creepy. These internet people showed up at my house. Hey, you want to cruise? You know. <laughs> it's not like we're bringing a big check. Get a kinko. It's like I print out a big check. <laughs> and uh, so let's go through. Let's go through the the congratulations, uh, answers Richard. and congratulations, Richard. Absolutely, congratulations. Let's go through the answers, 
and uh, so we can tell everyone uh, what would have won. Uh, now, for the October third podcast, for the first for the first show that we did this, uh, I asked you uh, a math question, and we asked you the number of miles you would get if you took the n- amount of uh, the number you what you would the number you would get if you took the miles John and Kevin walked on their first day in Rome. Multiply that by this year's Food and Wine Festival. Divide by two. Multiply by the cost of a five-day adult base ticket if you purchased it at the discounted price offered by the official ticket center. Now, this was a, there were a number of possible answers for this, actually. I think three or four. And uh, it depended on which podcast you listened to. Uh, when we asked the question, we had only listened to John and Kevin's uh, call-in from Rome. And in that show, they said they had walked five miles. In a subsequent show, however, they uh, Kevin made it more specific. It was 5.6 miles. It's actually 6.2. It gets uh, longer every time we tell the story. Right, every time we tell it, we walked further. Yeah. And it was all uphill. <laughs> in snow. With, sh- with holes in your shoes. <laughs> uphill every, both ways. So, I would, uh, so uh, if, you, if you based your answer on five miles or 5.6 miles multiplied by uh, 11, which is the number of this year's Food and Wine Festival, divide by two. And then multiply by the cost of the ticket, which is $212. However, if you included the tax, which a few people did, I accepted all of those answers. So the answer that Richard gave us uh, was 5830 and that was a correct answer. Uh, for the October 10th podcast, um, we asked a number of questions uh, about uh, items that Mrs. Martin, at some point or another, has entered into our dining database. And if you found our dining database... Well, if you didn't find the dining database, you would never have been able to answer the questions. <laughs> but, um, I'm not going to call actually, you Mrs. Martin. This is one I can tell everybody got correct. Not one person got one of those wrong. Good. Um, everyone got those correct. So everyone figured out very, very easily how to use our dining database. And every answer on that was correct. That was the only question, by the way, that every single person got correct. Um, we Let's see. Uh, what's next? Hold on. I have to go to the next page. And the October 17th podcast, Kevin, and this is another one where we had a few, a few possibilities. Kevin's favorite shore excursion in Grand Cayman was, of course, the, of course, the island tour, and that's what he talked about, the island tour. However, there are a few different ways to experience the island uh, on Grand Cayman, and that was, uh, that was understandable. So there are a few different excursions that would have taken you around the island. If you answered with any of them correctly, you got the question correct. Uh, in this case, uh, most people, and this is what most people came up with, the uh, uh, the island tour of Grand Cayman, $29 per adult, $24 per child. The correct answer, $106, although, as I said, if you picked any of the other excursions, no one was marked wrong on that one. However, a lot of people got the sale dates incorrect. Um, the sale dates for that were... September 8th and September 22nd. Those are the only two sale dates in 2007 where you would be able to go to Grand Cayman on a Western Caribbean cruise. So those that answered that got that correct. Um, Hold on. Let me just get my place again. And the location on the port side of the ship. What is Secret Deck 7 and what stateroom is closest? to Secret Deck 7, and Secret Deck 7 is a veranda on the aft of the ship on Deck 7 that is kind of hidden, which is why we call it Secret, and the stateroom number and category closest to it was stateroom number 7138, that is a category 5. It's on Deck 7, a lot of people answered, uh, a number of people answered category, or uh, Deck 5, rooms on Deck 5. There's no way that a room on Deck 5 could be closest to the secret uh, veranda on Deck 7. So 7138 was the correct answer. Uh, for the October 24th podcast, we asked about, uh, we talked some more about uh, John and Kevin's next planned Adventures by Disney Vacation. We asked what was not included in an Adventure by Disney Vacation. Everybody got that right. Where were John and Kevin planning to take their next vacation? That was London, Paris. And I believe everybody got that right. And we asked what the first resort they were going to stay in on that trip would be. The Renaissance Chancery Court in London. Everyone got that right. And this is another one where I had to, at first, a number of people got marked wrong for this. And uh, then uh, 
had uh, I had to go back and, and realize that they were in fact correct, and let me tell you why. We asked what the early booking discount was going to be for that, and depending on when you listened to that question, um, we actually ended up uh, changing the, the number. Actually, ended up changing a few week uh, a week or so ago. So some people answered nine hundred dollars, which is correct. That's the max it is now. Uh, but prior to uh, the Viva Italia being taken off, it was a thousand dollars. So if you answered nine hundred or a thousand, that was correct. And when did you have to do that by December second, two thousand six? And everyone got that correct. Now the October thirty first show. We asked how many DVC units will be added to the 5th and 6th floor of the Animal Kingdom Lodge. The correct answer, 134. We asked you the name of the health club at Disney's Wilderness Lodge Villas. Sturdy Branches Health Club was the correct answer to that. According to the FAQs posted on the DVC Rent Trade Board, what type of posts are allowed? And there's a number, of, there's like five of them. Everyone got that one right. That's why I'm not reading them. Everybody got it right. Uh, what was the total square footage on a grand villa at Disney's old Key West Resort? 2,022 square feet. And what is the maximum number of people that a grand villa will sleep? 12 people is the correct answer. And only a couple of people got any of those wrong. That's a big Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, we made you work. We made you work, but we're giving somebody a cruise. <laughs> we give it away a cruise. you got to work for it. Uh, the November 7th podcast, last week's. Uh, which resort did I, Pete, say in a previous podcast most closely resembled being on a cruise ship, place we just were, the Surf and Sand Resort? What package would you have to book to stay at this hotel? Of course, the Disneyland Southern California Magic Package. I name one other hotel that could be booked as part of that package. You had any number of correct answers. Mm-hmm. Uh, the most popular ones were the Hyatt Regency Huntington Beach and the Renaissance Hollywood, both correct answers. And uh, somebody actually, you know, went so far as to make sure that they threw in. You could also stay at the Paradise Pier over at Disneyland. That that was also one of those uh, one of those resorts. Uh, and what is the coffee shop across the street from the uh, the Surf and Sand? And that is, of course, the, the Coffee Clatch, <laughs> made made famous on uh, made famous on the MTV show Laguna Beach. And one woman actually said that that was a trick question, that there was no place on the site where we had that information. That is incorrect. If you go to the Disneyland area of the Diz, look at our Surf and Sand, or our review of the Surf and Sand Resort, Regina uh, Henrik's review of the Surf and Sand Resort, she says in there that the coffee clutch yeah. was right across the street. So it is on the site, and that's where you had to find it. And what is the maximum uh, maximum gift card being get Dreams Unlimited is giving away with... A Southern California Magic Package right now that is $100. And then, of course, the uh, bonus question was, if you found it, if you found the, the if you listened to it and, and on Dis Radio, Radio, thank you for getting that <laughs> for me, um, the, uh, the names and titles of everybody associated with the podcast, Bob Varley, site photographer and dedicated discount hunter, Corey Martin, graphic designer and site administrator, Kevin Close, Senior Diz Editor, Agent Manager for Dreams Unlimited Travel. John Magi, Dreams Unlimited President and Chief Information Officer. So that were those were the answers. Those were the answers to the scavenger hunt. And a lot of you, uh, a lot of you mentioned how much fun you had doing this. And I'm really, really glad because uh, I really wish, I really and truly wish I could give a cruise to everybody because I think this is one of the best things we've done in a long time. The most fun things we've done in a long mm-hmm. time. We had fun doing it. We had fun putting it together. I'm glad you guys had fun, and you can rest assured it is nowhere near the last time we're going to do something like this. I think we should be doing giving stuff away as often as possible, not just here on the podcast, but just like Rosie, just like Rosie, and just like Ellen, and you know. Also, <laughs> I, I want to make sure that those of you, those of you that uh, uh, did not were not chosen. Um, that there is another contest going on right now. Um, we mentioned this last week, the Wapasati contest on disboards.com. And a registration, by the time this goes live, a registration for that to participate in that will be closed. However, uh, you can register to be part of the quote-unquote audience. And audience members are going to be given uh, prizes at random all through the at least 8 to 10 weeks that Wapasati is going to run. So and you can sign up for that at any time. You don't I have can? To, well, stop it. No, you oh. can't. Damn. Um, oh. Our listeners can <laughs> sign up for that at any time. 
And uh, just so you know, I mean, the grand prize for Wapasati is the is that great seven day six night package that the Walt Disney World Swan and Dolphin is giving us. But uh, when we met with them to go over that and talk to them about this whole thing, um, we mentioned that you know we 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 hope to get a lot of people following along, not just participating because only so many people can actually participate in these challenges. But there were going to be you know a lot of quote unquote audience members, and it was their idea. They. Uh, Audrey Cornu with the Swan Dolphin, our good friend who we've worked with now for almost 10 years, was the one who said, well, we need to be giving something to the audience members because, quite frankly, I hadn't thought of that. So I want to make sure I'm giving credit where credit's due. And she's given, she gave us a bunch of three-day, two-night stays to wow. give away to the audience. Really and nice. I'm actually going to give away the first one next week here on the show really cool. to the first audience member. And, uh, well, that's the kind, you know, I, I, it's why I love them. They're, they're really, they, yeah. they, they're not, they're, they have a beautiful product, but they also have always been very good friends to, to us and to our site and to our site visitors. So uh, I'm more than happy to uh, more than happy to give that away and promote the heck out of them for being so nice. It's definitely one of our favorite places to stay. Oh, I love it. I stay there all the time. I stay there all the time. And if I'll sleep there, it's okay to be put in the site. If I won't sleep there, you'll never see it. You'll never see it on the Diz. <laughs> so we're very particular about that. And the Swan Dolphin, we've never had any problems with they've always been a great property and and always taking good care of our visitors and good care of them and uh, so uh you know you you have a chance to win some other stuff we're also going to be you know dreams is giving away another four night cruise as part of wapasati but you have to be in the challenge in order to to win that so it's uh it's going to be a great thing you can follow that um we'll have uh, links in the show notes where you can sign up to be part of wapasati and keep in mind that uh in, on January 1st, starring Miss Julie Martin, we're going to have the Dreams Unlimited Video Trivia Challenge. I can't wait for that. And that's going to be a month-long That's going to be a month long thing as well. It's going to be kind of like our scavenger hunt, except you're really not going to have to hunt quite as much for the answers. The, answers were, <laughs> the questions are a bit easier. The answers are a bit easier. Um, if you know how to Google. If you know how to Google, <laughs> you're in good shape. So uh, we're looking forward to that as well. And that is going to do it for us this week, folks. Congratulations to Mr. Gillespie and uh, our winner for the scavenger hunt. And good luck to all of those of you who are going to be participating in Wapasati starting next week. So from all of us here in Orlando, we hope you have a great week and, more importantly, a great Thanksgiving. And we'll see you next Tuesday. Bye-bye now. Gobble, gobble.